Hey, I'm back with my first guest interview. Today we're talking trusting your intuition, taking care of yourself as a solopreneur, and building a community of raving fans. Buckle up, it's a good one. You're listening to the Start Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Chloe McKenzie, and I'm glad you're here for the epic conversations that will take you from aspiring to actualizing your dreams. So if you're ready to get off the sidelines and finally launch your thing, let's get started right now. Welcome to another episode of the Start Right Now podcast. I am so excited to bring you a very special guest to the show today. Her name is Carly Dowsett, and she is the founder of Everly Event Studio, also the founder of Sunday Brunch, which is a beautiful new handmade custom jewelry company. And beyond that, Carly is just an amazing, inspiring young person. I thought she would be the perfect guest to have on the show this week. Really want to talk to you about all of those people who are looking to make the jump from working in corporate to maybe doing their own thing full time. Carly's done that and she's going to tell you more. So welcome, Carly. Thank you for having me. Hi, Chloe. Hi. So Miss Carly, I like to start um, my interviews off with a couple of rapid fire questions for our guests and listeners, just so they can start to get to know you a little bit. So are you ready? Ready. All right. So first question, what projects are you working on right now? So I'm actually working on a cool corporate event for my earrings from Sunday Brunch. Um, I'm doing a holiday media preview with Sephora and all of the media guests are taking Sunday Brunch earrings home. Ooh, I want to dig into that more as a story. I know. That's amazing. Uh, I know, right? Uh, three words to describe your creative process. Okay, so I have two that are contradictory, kind of. So the first one is unintentional. Uh, I find my best earrings, at least for Sunday brunch, and my best work for weddings and events come from when I actually don't think about it too much. For my earrings with Sunday Brunch, my most popular styles are the ones that I threw together. So unintentional is definitely one, but also another word is inspired. I like to take, if I'm working on a wedding, I love obviously looking at the couple and seeing what they love uh, and their love for one another to be able to bring something to life that way. And also things like, I don't know, a sweater. For example, for my earrings, I made a I made a pair of earrings called sweater weather and they look like a freaking sweater and I was inspired by her sweater that's all it was um and then ever changing ever changing is also how I describe my creative process because it seems to change based on what I'm working on um all the time I love that you're kind of adapting as you go yeah I try at least <laughs> now what is your superpower if you had to say okay so if People don't know. Chloe used to manage me, so she knows me very well. I think my superpower is I'm pretty positive about anything that comes my way. And I think that's what helps me push through changes and personal challenges and COVID, things like that. I would have to agree. You are one of the most positive people I've ever met. So I agree with you there. Thanks. Words that you live by. So maybe it's a favorite quote or affirmation. What are some of the words you live by? So I thought on this one a little bit, and it's actually get back up. When I was in university, which was a long time ago, I guess now, I was told by a 
one of the student advisors that I shouldn't be in the business program that I was in because I didn't have great grades. And I kind of took that away and was like, eh, I'm not going to have somebody to tell me I can't do it because I know I can do it. So I just got back up and I ended up doing very well. And it's the same thing with corporate work. We all know that I've had some hard times in the event world and now with COVID. Just get back up. Just keep going. Now tell me something you cannot live without. Okay. At work, I can't live without podcasts and music. I need something to listen to that just distracts me while I'm actually concentrating. When I was actually in school, I listened to... um, it was, it's a song called Bella's Lullaby, and it's from the Twilight movies, but I had it on repeat, and I have it played over 2,000 times. I just had that one song over and over and over again. I don't know. It helped me concentrate, but podcasts and music, and then in life in general, my fam, because they're my number one supporters, always. You're such a family-oriented person, and maybe that's a good place for, for us to start. So what was it like? You made the the leap to being an entrepreneur at a time that was very difficult for you. You had a lot of challenges within your own family, and that could have been something that stopped you from pursuing something that's so risky. So take me back there, what that was like, what you were thinking, and, and how you managed. In September of 2017, I believe it was, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And I have always been the girl that thought our family was untouchable. Like we would get through absolutely everything. No one would ever be sick. We had already gone through hard times as a family a few years earlier. So I was like, oh, we've had our fair share of bad things happening. Nothing will happen again. But my dad was diagnosed. At that point in time, I was working at an agency full time and I loved that job but it was go, go, go all of the time. And I didn't prioritize my family. I was working all of the time. When I went to go see my family, I was still working on my emails. So I wasn't really focused on my family. So that was the first thing that made me realize, hmm, my dad's sick. And when I go see him, I'm stuck to my phone emailing. Luckily, he was fine a few months later. And then About two days after we had found out that my dad was all good, we found out that my boyfriend's mom was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and she was given 14 months to live. She lived 14 months to the day because she was a stubborn, strong woman, but unfortunately, she is no longer with us. All of that to say, it hit me in the face. When I found all of this out and I knew I needed to go for what I really wanted and what I really wanted was to be a business owner. I wanted it when I was a little girl, but I never really knew how to go about it. I never really inquired with anybody who was a business owner how to go about it because I was just scared of the idea. So I never thought about it. I always thought, oh, I'd just be a good corporate employee. I'll just stick with that. But then when all of this stuff happened in my family, I was like, okay, I'm not just going to sit here and let my life waste away, not doing what I know I want to do. So I decided that even though I had no idea what I was doing, I was going to do it. And so I did it. (laughs) And I'm still learning every day. It's scary. It's terrifying. But I have the best family and the best friends to surround myself with who support me. 
and that makes it better. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's a lot of people that can relate to that. You have this feeling like you're being called to do something. You don't know how you're going to do it. Um, you're thinking about all the ways that you can make it work, but it's scary. Ultimately, it is a leap and a jump, right? It's terrifying. <laughs> it's a good terrifying though, because you know you're ultimately trying to get to a goal that you have for yourself. And for me, at least, I didn't find it to be a bad feeling. It was just an exciting feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm learning so many new things. What am I going to learn next? Totally. And I know you had some great success just in seeing your your wedding planning side and also corporate side flourish. And then welcome our favorite year, everyone's favorite year, 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, the live events industry basically in free fall starting, you know, as early as February, March of this year. And and I bet you're you're on the streak and then you're thinking, what the heck do I do? So tell <laughs> me about your pivot because it's actually very different than a lot of other stories I've come across. <laughs> I was honestly sitting on my couch when everything started to happen and I was like, what the heck am I going to do? And I was nervous, but at the same time, knowing me, I knew I would figure it out, not to toot my own horn, but just that's the way I've always been. Um, With weddings and, and corporate events, I like doing the big stuff. I like the high guest count, the extravagant type of event. And I knew that obviously that wouldn't be happening for a while with COVID. And all of my peers who are in the event industry were transitioning to micro weddings or digital weddings or digital events and conferences. And I knew for me, that wasn't what I wanted to do. And I wanted to find something else to be able to pay my bills. And if I was successful at something else, I wouldn't have to resort to going digital. So a few years ago, I was on Instagram and I saw these polymer clay earrings and I thought they were so cool. And then I always wanted to make them, but in the event industry, you don't have much time. So I never ended up making some. And then when COVID hit, I needed something to do to keep me busy because if I'm not busy, my brain starts going a little anxious. And so I bought some clay. I bought a pasta machine to roll out the clay. I went all in really, even though it was so silly. (laughs) I was like, I'm not even going to sell this stuff. I'm just going to make it for myself. But then my friends liked it. My family liked it. And now I make polymer clay earrings. And I actually just uh, sold my 300th pair. And I've been doing it for three and a half months. I'm just like, what? Holy moly. (laughs) I know. It's so strange. I was calculating all of the orders from my past restock that happened this week. And I knew, uh, I think it was 19% of the people who placed an order. So it just, it's really cool to see how it extends past my friends and family. So yeah, now I'm an earring maker and an event planner. (laughs) And those things, you know, seem like they're on such different spectrums, but I imagine there's still a lot of skills that you're pulling from one to the other. You know, often when we're making these transitions, it it feels like it it needs to be like so well-defined and, um, you know, initially the, the steps are really clear in how they connect, but you're using a lot of your skills you had from planning and working with vendors and, you know, getting ready to ship and launch, right? For sure. And I actually didn't think about it much until I was being complimented on my marketing and my packaging. 
to me, it just came second nature, but that's because of my event planning history and knowing how all of the promotion side works. And yeah, people have been complimenting my packaging and I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't even think about it, but thanks, man. <laughs> well, I want to talk a little bit about your your presence on social media because I find you have a real way of pulling people in and it can be hard as a, a creative and as an entrepreneur to figure out how to promote yourself with not feeling like an a-hole, right? Mm -hmm, for sure. But uh, take me through your strategy. I think it'd be interesting also to share how you came to do it as a uh, you know, a launch every other week and kind of a period of time where, where the earrings are on sale. So walk me through that. To me, because I was starting off and I just had my friends and family wanting to purchase, I had to sit down and think about how I was going to get other people interested in my earrings. I knew my designs were cool, but just because they're cool doesn't mean they're going to buy them. What I ended up coming up with was this way of trying to make the earrings very one-of-a-kind, limited edition. So what I do is I have restocks of earrings every few weeks, and each design is like 10 earrings or less, so it's very limited stock. But the earring designs are also different every single restock. So let's say my mother, Kim, buys a pair from the very first restock. That pair is has not been available since that day. So it makes people want to come back and always be watching for the new earrings that I come out with. Which is actually quite tough on me because that means I'm having to create things all the time and I find I put a lot of pressure on myself that way so that's why I space out the restocks for when I know I have ideas in my head or I have enough quantity and I don't do it consistently but I post on Instagram almost every single day so that people can know I'm still there and they see all the cool designs that are or have been available and for some reason people just keep coming back. It's weird. I don't understand it myself, but it's it's happening. So obviously, give yourself some credit. You are doing something <laughs> right. That's why people love them. I'm Thanks. very happy with my pair <laughs> Tulum. And I'm just looking for somewhere to rock these, you know, hashtag COVID. Okay, everyone has told me the earrings are their Zoom chat earrings. So every time they have a business call, they wear their earrings and then pajamas on the bottom. I'm like, that works. I'm fine with that. There you go. Business on the top, pages on the bottom. I like it. I'm all for it. Yep. Now, you now have two ventures that you are the solopreneur, the figurehead. And it sounds like even just in thinking about how Sunday Brunch has evolved in the last couple of weeks, that you have really had to think about self-care and how you don't burn out in this process of managing so many things, especially on your own. So what are you learning about that process as, as time goes on? So still learning. I kind of flip-flop on taking care of myself. It started when I was a full-time employee. I did not take care of myself whatsoever. And then when COVID hit, I had all of this time. So I started working out like 20 minutes a day. And for me, one, I'm no longer active. I'm sitting in an 800 square foot apartment all day, every day. And two, I know being busy helps my mental health. So I need to find something. So I started taking care of myself in terms of working out, which actually helped my mental health as well. For me, I had never done it. So I was like, wow, this is new. This is fun, exciting. 
eating healthy. I know everybody says that as well, but I found that I'm taking care of myself that way. I'm actually appreciating the cooking process and taking the time for myself. When Sunday brunch really started taking off, which was a couple weeks in, I found myself reverting back to my old self of not taking care of myself at all. And so I kind of sat with that for a few days because I could feel myself feeling gross again. I figured if COVID is going to be what it's going to be, I need to make the changes now that I can implement once we go back to our new normal. And so that's a priority for me, taking care of myself because I'm not getting any younger. And I think it's something that I will always have to do because I'm a natural go-getter. Even if it's once a month, I have to reorganize my brain to make sure that myself is number one, then that's what I'm going to do. Totally. Especially when you're you're doing something you like and you're in like a state of flow. At the time, it doesn't feel like work all the time. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're, you're endlessly doing this stuff, you definitely start to burn out. I can absolutely relate to that. And it was so strange because I was feeling burnout with making earrings. And I was like, I started this to enjoy myself. So that's why I took this step back and was like, okay, I'm going to do restocks when I feel comfortable enough coming out with them. And I'm not going to force myself to do one every two weeks because at that point, I'm just pumping out earrings to get earrings out and that's it. So I'm taking it as, yes, a business, but a creative escape. What I love about that is, you know, although this has flourished into a really successful business for you, it was really about you know, listening to your intuition, starting to just experiment and do something that you had an interest in and really taking the care to make sure it was of a, a high quality. And then that's how the business becomes renowned. That's how you start to sell out your products. One doesn't happen before the other. I'm sure if you attacked it as like, business first, you wouldn't have had the success that you have today. Thank you. And I think I totally agree with that. It's been an interesting process. You should see the first pair of earrings I made. I loved them at the time. I was actually cleaning up my desk a few days ago and I saw them and I was like, whoa, these are not cute. They are rough as could be. But to see where I started and where I've come is kind of exciting to me and I know I'll always be growing and learning but especially when it came to selling I have that level of expectation for myself that I'm not going to sell something if I am not proud of it or I don't think that someone else would be proud to wear it. So a lot of people get stuck probably exactly where you were weeks ago looking at that first pair of earrings looking at the first thing that they created and they're like man this is really not so good. (laughs) What advice can you give to people who are at the beginning stages of creating something and and maybe feeling not so positive about being a beginner, being unsure, and not putting out their best work yet? The best thing I've told myself is no one's perfect. Obviously, when you're coming out with a product or service, it needs to be good, of course, for you to have a successful business. But you need to keep in mind that you will always be growing and you need to be open to growing. You will never have all of the answers and it's your duty really as a small business owner to always be open to growing and finding ways to learn just so you can expand your business. My earrings were not perfect. My branding for my wedding planning business, Everly, 
was not perfect. But I looked at others who were successful and I kind of sat with that to see how they were successful so that I could try different ways to make myself grow. Does that make sense? It totally does. And you took it in stages. Your first pair was not as intricate as the pairs that you sell now. So there's something to be said of knowing where you're at, respecting that, working on refining that before you start to go down the rabbit hole of, of doing something that's eight steps past you. For sure. Figure out what you're good at at the beginning, do that, build a customer base, and then you can grow from that. So where can people find you, your earrings? When do you restock next? What do we got? Oh, man. Well, I don't have an next restock date right now, but you can normally expect a restock at least once a month, if not once every three weeks. But you can find me on Instagram at sundaybrunchca. Um, and then for my event planning business, you can find me at Everly Event Studio. Everly is spelled E-V-E-R-L-E-E -E -E because my name is Carly with two E's. And you can find my corporate at everlyeventstudio.biz, B-I-Z. Well, for the listeners of this podcast, in the month of September, you are in luck because we are doing a giveaway of custom Sunday brunch earrings. That means you don't have to wait for Carly's next restock to get your hands on a beautiful pair. Go check out my Instagram at chloemckenzie.co to find out how you could win a pair of your own. 